0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Monday, June 15th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite holds true great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We'll talk about this later in more detail, but according to reports that are coming out, Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred has told ESPN that he is not confident there will be a 2020 baseball season Unfortunately, Manfred said, I can't tell you that I'm 100% certain that's going to happen. Of course, we'll follow up with that later on. Speaking of baseball, we want to start the program with the mayor of Huntington, Steve Williams. We tried to get him on last week, but he's a very busy man. He's all over the place. You can't say that he's not an active mayor uh, last week we got the word that uh, Baseball Park is going to be delayed, Marshall University. And of course, that's a project that Marshall University, the city of Huntington, all involved with. And Huntington Mayor Steve Williams now joins us. And are we, we ever going to get this thing built? I'm sure that's the question you get asked a lot.
1: Actually, no, but uh, I'm happy to answer it. I don't know when it's going to be, but it will be. Uh, uh, the big problem, obviously, is is what we all have been living through is the COVID-19 pandemic, and it's had an effect on anybody and everybody. But the beauty of it is, is that uh, um, in the midst of everything, we're still getting things in place so that when the construction uh, is, the thumbs up comes in for construction, that everything is in place for them to be able to begin. Um, uh, we're, we're specifically the city is specifically uh, taking care of um, the, the rights of way and the streets and everything that have to be rerouted a little bit in order to build it. And uh, um, This is an awful lot kind of like the, when Mike and I were playing together. He was on, I was on offense. He was on defense. We each had our own assignment. We know there are things that we have to do in order to be able to win.
0: How difficult is that to make everything happen in this uh, pre-planning phase? Now that you have more time, as I know both you and Mike, you're not going to build this thing until it's actually ready to go. You have what you need and you do it right. But there are, of course, roadblocks to every journey. And uh, how <laughs> difficult is, uh, is this one right now? Or how, have, how tough has it been?
1: It's not really, it's not really tough. It's just uh, this is the process. When you are trying to build anything, uh, there are barriers that that uh, spring up along the way. And uh, if you expect that everything is going to be smooth sailing, you're going in awfully foolish anyway. So this is par for the course. We never dreamed that we were going to find ourselves in the middle of a pandemic. Um, if anybody had said we'd have a pandemic, instead say of what, of uh, the flu, um, this when a year and a half ago when we bought the property none of this was uh, was on the horizon and uh when we transferred the property none of this was on the horizon but the things that have been on the horizon is making sure that we review uh, the environmental the making sure that uh we get the rights of way uh um cleared so that, uh, we can close down streets and we can build new streets. And, uh, it's, it's called building something and, uh, I'm, I'm not discouraged by it by any means. I, uh, I don't know. There is nothing, nothing that is happening that is leading me to, to worry whether, or this this stadium will be built or not. Now there are some that are saying, "Well, it's just not going to happen." There are people who have never built anything anyway, so I really don't pay much attention to them.
0: <laughs> Steve Williams with us on the program, and of course, um, I believe in you. We we've had this conversation for several years. Of course, I, I, I believe in you, but uh, you, you have to uh, you have to admit if. Um, if you'd have told me several months ago, we were going to go through a pandemic. I'm with you. I, yeah, I would have asked you, what are we going to deal with here? And, um, we had everything from pandemic murder hornets and everything else in between 2020. just hasn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 2020 hasn't been exactly a banner year on the calendar.
1: Well, you know, you know what this is called? It's called living. You know, you, you run into, um, barriers along the way. And, uh, Um, but it's not how many times you fall down. It's how many times you get back up, as the saying goes. And the one thing that we have in Huntington is that we never give up. We just don't give up. And uh, um, I'm really, the, the fortunate thing is, is when you're driving through a storm, you need both hands on the wheel and you're looking dead ahead and you're not allowing yourself to be distracted by other things. Um, I like to call them gnats. You know, there are gnats that kind of get in front of you. If you spend too much time swatting the gnats away, you could swerve off the road and wreck. If you build something, you stay focused and you just keep going on. And that's, uh, that's how you're successful. Anything, it, all I would suggest to anybody who is, uh, who has doubts about this, um, If you're driving down the road, my guess is, is that you walked to your car. And my guess is, is that you're going to get out of your car and walk in the house, but you didn't always know how to walk. There was a point in time in your life where you would take some steps and you'd fall down, take a few more steps and keep falling down, but you just kept on doing it. Why? Because you eventually were expected to learn how to walk. Well. the one the one lesson that we all learn in this is that we just keep going. We just keep going. and this this is not something to be frustrated about. It's just something to just say, "Well, that's unfortunate. We're working our way through a storm, and eventually the sun will begin to shine, and that's when we'll be able to start construction.
0: I guess the positive takeaway from all of this, and I, my camera can probably address this more than you, I'm sure, but uh, this allows more time now to get things in order the way you want, more fundraising. You can always take more donations and more fundraising. to sure. Yeah, I mean, so that's the yeah, good Mike's news.
1: A, Mike's a prolific fundraiser, and there's not a doubt in my mind that we'll be able to, to bring it to, together. That's what I was saying is that there were a lot of things that we had to do Groundwork, uh, to, so to speak, to, to get ourselves ready to be able to move forward uh, on the construction. The same thing is happening with the ACF property that we're that we're looking to, to develop. That's okay. We're building. We've been building the foundation. That let's face it, the timing has been perfect in one regard. If if all of this had occurred. Before we started saying that we were going to buy property, we would have never bought the property. We own the property now. It's just a matter of, of when the sun starts to shine, and then we'll be able to uh, to begin our construction. That's all.
0: Honey, to Mayor Steve Williams joining me on the program. The baseball park continues. Uh, hopefully, we'll have uh, have you back on soon, and uh, we'll have more information. But. Uh, sort of wanted to make sure everyone was reassured that this thing was happening. Uh, Of course it is. Yeah,
1: there's of course it is. There's, uh, we said that we were going to do it. We're going to do it. We're, We're going to do it. We're not asking anybody else to, we're going to do it. And Tom and Mike has a team around him to be able to get it done. I have a team around me to do what we need to, what we need to do. It's going to get done. Just, uh, Get your popcorn ready. <laughs> You're going to be able to go watch the ball game in the, in the spring and summer, a baseball game in downtown Huntington. It might be a season later than what we thought. Uh, it could even be two seasons. There's nothing that has said that it would be at, at that way, but it just doesn't mean that you give up on it. This I- town never gives up.
0: All right. I want to hang out with you at the ballpark when it's built. I mean. <laughs>
1: All right.
0: I'm, uh, I'm looking
1: forward to it. Because <laughs> I, f- I figure,
0: I mean, um, yeah, you, you, popcorn's on you. I'll get the hot dogs. You get the popcorn. <laughs>
1: you can get the hot dogs, and I will have the, the popcorn, and then we'll decide on uh, which whether we get Diet Coke or regular, I'm diet with, or regular. <laughs> I'm good either way. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm good either All way. Right, we we can make it happen. All right. I appreciate you All right, calling in. We'll do it again soon. Yeah. Okay, pal see you. to Mayor Steve Williams, we're going to take a quick time out, come back. Uh, we're going to speak with the Associate Vice President of Intercultural Affairs at Marshall University, Maurice Cooley, when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I want to welcome to the program now the Associate Vice President of Intercultural Affairs at Marshall University, Maurice Cooley. And Maurice, thanks for joining me on the program. Uh, We get the word uh, on Friday that Thursday night uh, the Marshall football team does something really symbolic. Uh, at 8.46 p.m., they take a knee for 8 minutes and 46 seconds, and um, that was pretty meaningful uh, that the entire football team decided to to take that moment and have their voices heard. But what does that mean in, in your estimation that that they did this? And not just one or two football players, the entire team, the entire program.
2: Well, welcome, and I'm glad to be on the show, Paul. Well, it means uh, a tremendous amount, and, you know, considering that Marshall University's team members that week was somewhere in the 80s, that was a decision that uh, those athletes discussed among themselves as one of their forms of expression among many that they uh, discussed in our dialogue uh, that they wish to do as a, as a way to express uh, their heartfelt feelings and the trauma that they have experienced, not only personally, but in support of what's going on around our country uh, in the life of other people like them. And so we, but also it gave the athletes a strong voice uh, that was strongly supported throughout the university, including uh, Doc Holliday, the coach, his, Uh, Mike Hamrick, the athletic director, and certainly our president of the university, Dr. Jerome Gilbert, we were all supportive of of their opportunity to express themselves and to choose that particular form uh, to express themselves, and it was really a a unique moment.
0: And it's not exactly one that I've seen duplicated in this way with other universities. I could be wrong, so I don't want to speak out of turn, but it feels like this is something that I haven't seen really happen so far at too many other universities and institutions and of course Marshall with everyone here right now with the voluntary workouts a unique opportunity for everyone to be together and actually do this.
2: Sure. Well you're right you know I, I didn't uh, carefully evaluate whether this has occurred at other colleges and universities around the country but one of our assistant athletic directors did comment uh, that uh, who keeps track of these things throughout the country. That to his knowledge, he was not aware that any other college university had undertaken this form of expression other than the students of Marshall University, and and so likewise, that really uh, made us even more proud of of and being able to be there that that evening was was a very unique experience for me personally as well.
0: With this gesture. Do you feel that this is just the beginning? I know a lot of people have voiced solidarity, have voiced their support, but this one seems to be more of a step beyond just voicing support. I mean, they're actually doing something symbolic. The athletic department is on board with it, and this is something that felt really organic because it was the players who wanted to express themselves.
2: Well, this this is is one among uh, many of the recommendations that they introduced to myself as Vice President of Student in the Cultural Affairs and three or four of my select staff. So they also wanted us to explore whether the university, for example, could have a George Floyd scholarship and we're going to evaluate that. Uh, they seem to understand quite well the relationship between what's going on socially in the community and politics and law. And so Likewise, they wanted to be all involved in voter registration. And so our department is able to pretty much sign up all of the athletes. And so we'll go over to Buck Harless Center uh, one day in the fall and sign up as many or all of the athletes as we possibly can. And so that that they will have an opportunity to vote in our national elections in the fall, even though the majority of our athletes are from out of state. So I was really elated to hear that. They likewise suggested that uh, they would like to spend time more in some some of the public schools. They would like to do fundraising, charitable fundraising, to give to nonprofit organizations and children who have less than what they have. And uh, they want to design a T-shirt. And so uh, I know that some of the star players, and I won't name them in this phone call, who joined us uh, in that call last week, uh, going to develop a T-shirt design committee, and they're going to work with one of our uh, design staff in student affairs Dakota Codomatic, and uh, they're going to formulate a design, and we'll work collaboratively with them, and hopefully they'll come up with a T-shirt that they can wear that maybe we can wear it. Maybe they will sell them for charitable contributions. And so That's a number of things, and we'll have a follow-up meeting with the athletes in the coming days Uh, to see how things are going, and also to see are there other things that they would like to do in support of who they are in support of their feelings about the things that are happening in our
0: country. Maurice Cooley is joining us, the Associate Vice President of Intercultural Affairs at Marshall University. What gives you a bigger smile? The fact that the players, student-athletes, finally are using their voice, feel like they can use their voice— or the fact that the university, the athletic department, has you know recognized that they should use their voice or a combination of both?
2: Well, I think you got it right. It is, in fact, a combination of both, and I have spoken about both of those aspects of that. And, and I uh, recognized and shared with the players during the phone call that if we, the, the the largest group of organized group of men in the whole university are men on the football team. The largest group of organized black men in the entire university are black athletes on the football team. And so they have a strong voice. And as you have said, uh, it was proud for us that they were given the opportunity and supported by the athletic department and I reassured them that we will call on them in future times. Uh, that they will have a voice about many other things that, uh, that the university is, is attempting to do and to grow to make life uh, more successful uh, and satisfying for all of our students. And so it was, it was really
0: – and they
2: felt good about it. I think that they had a sense of pride uh, that they were – that their voices and ideas were being considered by the university because, in fact, they were.
0: The university, it feels, and I could be wrong, but it feels that Marshall's been a little bit more proactive, as we've talked about, than some. What steps are being taken next to continue this, to, to move forward? Because this doesn't end. We we have this moment and we have this expression, but that's one expression, and we, we need to continue, obviously. So what do we do from here? Where do we go from here to continue this and to move forward positively?
2: Well, let me ask first that for many, many years that Marshall has stood out among many universities throughout this region of the United States as being a culturally diverse university a while because we have such strong principles about inclusion, race, and culture and ethnicity. But we have elevated our sense of commitment to these principles of living in a world with others uh, by our president, Dr. Jerome Gilbert. He came here just a few years back and he carried with him very strong feelings and elevated everyone's, uh, uh, at least most of our feelings and thoughts and principles about this. And in recent weeks, he's, he has been even more elevated as a leader. So as such, one of the things that uh, we will be embarking on is, is having a call to action planning committee. Uh, and the president and I have hand-selected a few uh, of, of people within the university and some community folks who will begin a process of brainstorming uh, for the purpose of developing some long-term, impactful ways uh, to change the culture and the vibrations of the day-to-day living and the work at Marshall University, so that it will be affected by our students and their family members throughout the future. So. That is at least one of the ideas. And I can assure you that the press will eventually hear about those as they are developed over the coming weeks and coming months. But they intend to be serious. They intend to be impactful uh, to change many uh, elements of this whole fabric.
0: Joining us on the program, we are speaking with Maurice Cooley. He's the associate vice president of intercultural affairs at Marshall University. And as a reminder, if you're just joining us. Uh, the football team Thursday night took a knee for 8 minutes and 46 seconds at 8.46 p.m. Very symbolic. And, of course, uh, these past few weeks we have seen, I think, a lot of voices finally be elevated, a lot of people having the opportunity to express themselves Um it's it's sad that it took this moment to, to finally bring us to this point, but now that we're here, it, it feels like things are moving in the right direction, at least at Marshall University. They are. Was there anything? With, minutes of, I'm sorry, you go know, ahead.
2: I'd like to add that you know, I participated in the kneeling uh, ceremony, and if you haven't kneeled for eight minutes and 46 seconds, and if you would just try to anyone listening to your show should kneel this evening and tomorrow, one place without moving for eight minutes and 46 seconds. It was not until you do that that you fully comprehend the length of time that it takes that someone is kneeling on someone's neck and they can't breathe. Then you get a clearer degree of the impact and the seriousness of what occurred on that day that has created a new voice for many people
0: throughout the country. Do you feel sports has taken the lead or is at least among the leaders in this? Because we look up to professional athletes. We look up to our, our, our student athletes. I mean, we go to sporting events and, and we celebrate their successes and we root for them. And they have felt, I'm sure for years, that they've had to walk on eggshells because you know, they haven't felt like they've had a voice. And so we looked at them and now they're speaking.
2: Yes, you're right. You know, and you know, as we're aware that on a national level, particularly with NFL uh, and many of the basketball pro athletes uh, uh, in the last three to five years, that their voices have been increasingly uh, strong about race and discriminatory issues in our American society. And many have stood up very strongly about it and very tall about it. And I, I think, you know, some of our athletes, too, I I, I sense were may be influenced uh, by many of the fellow athletes that they see in other colleges and universities, particularly at the pro level. And many of them are acquainted with pro players that they that they played with themselves in high school and uh, coming out of those rich high schools where they're some of the top players in the country. And so, but I but certainly I do agree that uh, pro athletes, as well as, as well as many other celebrities and. Uh, movie stars and whatnot in our society have a strong voice because people tend to listen to those uh, to those individuals, uh, and we're influenced by that as well.
0: Our guest, Maurice Cooley, the Associate Vice President of Intercultural Affairs at Marshall University. If uh, someone's listening in right now, they want to get more involved or find out more information how they can be a part of what's happening with your department and what's going on at the university, uh, where would you recommend them to go?
2: Oh, you can, that would be, that's a delight, uh, delightful idea. You can have them to call uh, uh, at Marshall. If you can just go on Marshall's web, website, look up search, put my name in, Maurice Cooley. Uh, you will find my email, my office number. Uh, we look forward to any ideas, suggestions, things for us to explore, to consider, uh, because we fully intend to involve the community's ideas. Uh, for our considerations, and and we look forward to to receiving as many uh, as many ideas as we can, because we have so much great work to do, and we're looking for people to be supported.
0: Maurice Cooley, associate vice president of Intercultural Affairs at Marshall University. Maurice, thank you for joining me today, and I look forward to seeing uh, what you come up with next.
2: I enjoyed it. Thanks for the
0: invitation. That's Maurice Cooley, and of course, you can go on Marshall's website and uh, find Maurice and. I would take advantage of that invitation. Find out more. Find out what you can do. Get yourself involved. uh, Have a voice and uh, really take advantage of the opportunities that are afforded to you. When we continue, John Mercer, Marshall University tennis coach, joins me on the program. A couple of um, positive things happening with the tennis program. Um, A few players on the All-Conference USA women's team We'll talk about that when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Buckle up. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM
1: 930.
0: Making his third appearance since the pandemic began, let's welcome to the program the head coach of the Marshall Tennis team, John Mercer. So that's number three for you. Number three. Number three. What? Number three since the pandemic. Number three. Third appearance.
3: (laughs) Third appearance. Yeah. I'm on a roll.
0: I mean, you. Must be one of your
3: favorites.
0: Um, let's see. Mike Hamrick has two. You know, because he kicked off the pandemic. Okay. Yeah, because he's been on twice. Uh, let's see. Chuck McGill's been on twice. Okay. Um, this makes three for you. Wow, I don't know
3: if it's good to be ahead of the boss.
0: You're head of the boss. Well, he can come back on soon, but you're three. That's oh. your head. You're head of Ari. Okay. Uh, let's see who so else. So far, are so good. Yeah, your heart. Um, I think you're you're head of Kemper, Tony Kemper. You're head of Coach Kemper. <laughs>
3: uh, Tony's a good one, though. He he's is a good one. On.
0: He is a good one. Yeah. So you're head of him. I think you're. You're. Let's see. Um, you're head of soccer. You're head of both coaches, combined. Wow. You're head of both of them. Wow. Wow. Um what is it about us John you and I we seem to we seem to get along I don't know
3: that hockey connection
0: It is exactly it's, it's exactly what it is it's Everyone uh, knows you love your hockey <laughs> Does everyone know I mean is that a known fact I think so
3: I think it's pretty well known
0: Yeah it's well established um and the fact that you and I don't agree on hockey teams or baseball teams well okay baseball we're okay with um you know we we can we can yield on baseball cuz you know, after all I carry Pittsburgh Pirates baseball just for you. Yeah. Not not for anyone else. Yeah. You. It's it's for you. Yeah. Well and, thank you. And um the Steelers though will never agree on. So, you know, that's not even gonna happen.
3: <laughs> well, hopefully we'll rebound in the world of baseball within a couple of years with our
0: GM. Ho- so, hopefully we'll have baseball that. in a couple of years.
3: Oh boy. Yeah, didn't <laughs> sound good today, did
0: it? No, we're not having baseball. <laughs> Baseball's over. It's not happening. Just, <laughs> it's just not
3: happening. You're no. running the towel. You're being a little dark now, Paul.
0: It's That's true dark. though. Baseball's not happening. It's not.
3: Stay positive.
0: I I don't think I can. It's not happening.
3: I love my baseball. Yeah.
0: Well, in a few years we can we can both go to a baseball game to root Marshall on at the at the new stadium because that'll be there the closest we get to baseball. Be
3: <laughs> Can't wait for that new stadium. Though.
0: Yeah, we're That'd not going to get awesome. baseball though. We're not going to get MLB baseball. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna be no. basically <laughs> watching baseball uh, at three a.m. from Korea, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll watch herd baseball. That's it. That's all we're getting. Well,
3: maybe maybe we can buy a team.
0: Um, uh, yeah. You're gonna have to well. foot the bill of most of that. I mean, you do know what I make, right?
3: <laughs> well, if they aren't playing, might be able to get a good deal.
0: Okay, we'll, um, we'll work yeah. on that. I'll be um uh, I'll be your silent partner on this.
3: Okay, I'll work on it. I'll I'll talk to Mike see what he says.
0: Which one? So. My Mike or your <laughs> Mike?
3: <laughs> Mr. Hamrick. Mr. Hamrick. Need a raise. Yes, Mr.
0: So. Hamrick. That's uh <laughs> that's how I refer to him at almost all times. Mr. Hamrick.
3: Uh, when you're asking for a raise, yes.
0: Yeah, so. <laughs> Mr. Hamrick. Uh, John Mercer needs a raise. <laughs> uh, we'll be applying for that in 2022.
3: Uh huh. So well. Do you get
0: raises because uh, your your players do well? I mean, do you get coaches bonuses here because you you land three, not one, not two, but three student athletes to the conference USA All Conference teams? Yeah. Well, excited about that.
3: That's really
0: nice. How does that work uh, in a um, in it. a pandemic? I mean.
3: Yeah. Uh. Well. I don't know. <laughs> and, uh, we actually got uh, probably, geez, we played uh, probably like 70% of our season, maybe 75% of our season in. So, you know, it kind of finishes a little earlier than the baseball and softball. Uh, you know, We're usually done the third week in April. So uh, we were, what, 11-4 and four at the time. We only had eight matches left, plus the conference tournament. So, you know, there were some pretty you know, plus we played all fall. Uh you have all those results from the fall in the individual tournaments. So you had a fair amount fair amount of individual tournaments, you know, national rankings were being published. Uh, you know, all that put together. Then uh yeah, the coaches uh they, they the coaches do the voting uh for the all conference teams, first second team. So uh yeah, that was really nice. I mean that you know, Anna lives in Utah. You know, all that making it, uh, that's good. bodes well for us for this coming year.
0: So let's talk about first the uh, doubles duo of Liz Stefanik and Utah Van Hanswick. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Always wait for you to correct me on those. Uh, Named to the (laughs) all-conference USA doubles first team. So um, that's a big deal right right there.
3: Yeah. I mean, uh, exciting. You know, one freshman and one sophomore. So, uh, you know, had uh, a really good win over a team uh, from Yale who actually won the all American, which is one of the three major tournaments. Uh, it's kind of like on par winning the NCAA championships. So, uh, it's all the same teams competing basically. Um, uh, so they had that win, that team ended up being an all American of the top 18 countries. So they had that win and, uh, you know, some other really good ones. Uh, so, you know, they parlayed that into a first team all conference, uh, selection. So, um, uh, you know, it's good, good for us. Liz was a really good player, you know, a state doubles champion out of Illinois. Uh, so she's got really good doubles instincts and worked hard on it, the, you know, her freshman year. Uh, had Utah come in, and uh, Utah is just fantastic athlete, moves real well, was able to uh, – they, they worked well together, communicated well, and uh, really played well. So that was good. Good for us, uh, good for the future.
0: Anna Smith named to the All Conference Single Second Team as well, and Second Team ain't shabby.
3: No, no not at all. Uh, you know, a lot of good, a lot of good players. <laughs> uh, you know, at the top of lineups on a lot of our teams in our conference.
2: So, uh, played
3: one uh, almost every match this year for us. Uh, he's just consistently gotten better. Has uh, just been really solid. I mean, it's a, a really tough out, and probably she's uh, just one of the best competitors we've ever had. I mean, she just fights every single point, competes super hard. And, uh, that has, you know, worked well for her, uh, you know, given her strong background as a junior, uh, you know, coming out of Pittsburgh, uh, she really, uh, you know, has improved, like I said, uh, definite, uh, you know, definitely one of the top players in the conference. So, you know, she's proven that won a lot of big matches for us. Did it again this year. So, uh, Another one, you know, very well earned. That was exciting.
0: What does this uh, translate to during a pandemic as well? Because I know it's difficult to, well, run a program during a pandemic and everything you can and can't do. Um, I know this Mm -hmm. for these young ladies or personal achievements for university, it's uh, more uh, honors for the program. Um, What do you do with this? How do you translate this to success, recruiting? Uh, can you even recruit right now? What's for, yeah, are the, is it the same for you as it is for football? What's the deal?
3: Yeah, so we're we can't go anywhere, <laughs> which hurts. So uh, can't go anywhere, can't do any official visits on campus, everything shut down to the end of July. So really, you know, what's happening now is just online stuff, uh, you know, phone calls, Skype stuff, uh, you know, just trying to network a lot. Uh we're kind of in a in a fairly good position in that we have uh all seven of our players that were on the team last year are returning. Uh so they're all back. So basically we have the same team that was doing well this year, coming back next year again, and we're adding the three freshmen that we recruited. So uh we'll have ten on our roster and uh you know, I'm sure it'll be you know very competitive for positions and so on and uh you know the newcomers'll be able to learn from the ones who are you know coming back you know to kind of get a feel for it and what it's all about it's, uh uh that'll be great uh you know they met all of them on their recruiting trips, which is good because everybody got along really well uh so it should help us you know continue to build uh you know for the next year we're not sure uh we have Anna who are one junior, so uh we know we'll be graduating uh Danny. Uh, so we know we have one spot open. Uh, we already have a verbal commitment for that one spot. Uh, so in theory, we're done the following year. Uh, if Anna decides, Anna Smith, our first, second team all-conference selection, if she decides to come back uh, and play another year. So uh, they advise us a little time to kind of get regrouped out of this pandemic and you know get back out on the road, do some recruiting and uh, watch these players play so that that's really the key I mean you, you know you can do a lot of recruiting you know online and so on but you really need to watch them play you know how good an athlete are there are they you know can they really improve uh, do you think they can improve uh, you know and there's nothing like watching them play in person that makes a big difference
0: John Mercer joins me Marshall's tennis coach the uh, doubles team named to the All-Conference USA double first team, and Anna Smith named to the second team. So three selections. How, um, how well did Marshall do compared to uh, the other institutions uh, as far as getting players pretty, pretty spread out, pretty even? Uh,
3: yeah, there's, kinda, there's probably four teams that are pretty strong right now. Uh, Old Dominion was having an excellent year. They were ranked, I think, 24 in the country. Uh, at the time that everything kind of shut down. Uh, let's see, Florida International and Rice were up there. Uh, they were both around 35 or so, uh, like in that area. Uh, so it's a very good conference. Florida Atlantic was pretty high. Uh, we were right kind of in that next group, we were right around 75. So, which, you know, as we've talked over the years, now and that, now that we've had these conversations for years, uh, you know, based off the previous two years, that was really exciting for us uh you know to get back up in the top 75 because we had uh literally up until the two previous years had a stretch of 17 straight years where we were always in the top 75 and uh we hit some you know bumps in the road and um you know some things that were kind of out of our control or definitely were out of our control so uh took us you know a couple years to rebound but you know this was a year we were rebounding and you know, we were looking good and really strong and had some really good matches coming up against some high caliber teams. And they would have been excited to play, them because it could have maybe bumped us up even higher, you know, maybe up to around 50 or so. Uh, so that was kind of disappointing. We didn't get to do that because, you know, we were really, you know, our confidence was really building as a team. Uh, you know, and it was just kind of, you know, things were kind of coming together. You kind of had, you know, the kids who were freshmen the year before and then now this year we sophomores like Liz was doing a lot better and uh you know madison blue is doing a lot better and, you know those younger ones you know it really things that just kind of really clicked into place and you could just see them just taking off so uh you know which is that's what's going to be the challenge when they come back is jumping back into that because you know you've had the issue that they went home and uh you know a lot of them haven't had access to their coaches and so on their uh coaches at home uh you know their clubs and so on uh So uh, we'll see, you know, hopefully they can, you know, kind of get back into that here, uh, you know, before the summer ends and come, you know, August, uh, hopefully we'll be, uh, you know, ready to go and start playing and, you know, start playing some tournaments and stuff, which we have on the schedule right now. So we should be hopefully playing, you know, the middle of uh, September.
0: That reminds me, I wanted to ask you, I don't know what the schedule is going to look like, As far as the future is concerned, but with a lot of concern during this pandemic of how to streamline, how to cut costs, how to make the budget work. Are there things that you can look at that you're trying to do or the university with you are trying to do to make your program more efficient, travel friendly? You know, what's going on there, if you can talk about it?
3: Yeah, well, we already have. Uh, we've already done things, so, uh, probably the most significant thing is that we've cut dates. So, the NCAA allows you 20, 25 playing dates, and we're actually down to 18. Uh, so, we've had to cut out some things. Uh, we cut out, uh, spring break, you know, we won't have that. Uh, you know, we usually travel for spring break into warmer weather, you know, got to play usually a couple of ranked teams. Uh, We had that on the schedule, so, you know, we had to cancel that. Uh, We had, like, a try weekend with us, Florida International, North Texas, that we kind of rotate around. They actually played here this past year. Uh, We were supposed to go back down to Dallas and play North Texas, so we canceled that. So we we actually took out all flying trips. Uh, Everything's within driving distance. We cut dates. Uh, We actually have uh, a fall tournament that we did last year uh, that – uh, is going to be over in Charleston that both us and WVU are hosting together, so at some point you'll start getting a lot of information about that. Uh, we've had some boosters over in the Charleston area who really gotten behind it, really liked the idea of what we did, and now they're really trying to make it into a big community event. Uh, it's actually going to be on TV. Uh, some of that is going to be car- streamed, I guess, TV. That's how old I am. Uh, but it's going to be streamed. Uh, so there is uh you know that'll help us a lot because it is local you know we're not going to travel somewhere and stay and so on and so on so yeah we're already working on you know significant cuts uh you know i have no idea i just talked to my bosses (laughs) uh so i don't know where the other teams are at this point but uh you know we definitely are willing and able you know to do our share make our cuts and I thank all of us together I just hoping this is kind of a one-year thing and then we can kind of get back to the regular routine of what we were doing before because the regular routine really enabled us to develop players, and, uh, you know, build programs, and we all felt comfortable with that and you know, you're getting enough competition with matches and, uh, you know, play and, you know, when you're cutting dates, you know, anytime you're cutting competition down, you know, that's just, that doesn't bode well for the student athlete, uh, because that obviously is a love that they have if they want to do college. And, um, you know, they definitely want to keep improving and getting better. So, uh, you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's all in the works. It's still in the works. Nothing is finalized. <laughs> so, you yeah, know, I'm sure part of it is, we'll see how, uh, you know the the student body population is in the fall, and so on, and so on, and go from there. But uh, you know, it's definitely had a, a, a big impact on us.
0: John Mercer, my guest, Marshall University tennis coach. Uh, we'll get more information as we uh, as we can about the the schedule and um, when are we going to play hockey. Are you at July, July thirty first. What's the deal? <laughs> August. What are we doing here? Um, what what are we do? Uh, yeah, I don't know.
3: Hopefully, the beginning of August, That's in July. So uh, it should be interesting. It's, it's really interesting how they had all been paid. So yeah, I'm mean, figuring how they're going to do that because I guess they all already received all their salary checks. So, uh, you know, how they would divvy that up and so on. And uh, You know, there's a lot of discussion. I know in Pittsburgh, since I've all been you, about being a hub city. Uh, but then there were some questions about, <laughs> do you really want to be a hub city? <laughs> and do you really want all these guys coming in from all over the world? And, you know and being in your city and uh so on and so on and kind of their entourages and so on so uh you know since there probably won't be any spectators at the games or so you know what's the real advantage of hosting uh you know hosting an event but you know what i mean i'm sure you and uh, me of course and everybody else out there who listens to sports talk radio and loves their sports i'm sure it's a matter of we just want to see some live sports at this point. <laughs> so give us some hockey, give us some baseball, right? Uh, hopefully some football in the fall. And, uh, yeah, we'll be ready to go.
0: John Mercer, my guest. Uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you.
3: Uh, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Go heard.
0: That's John Mercer, head coach of the Marshall Tennis Team. We'll wrap it up when we continue today's edition of The Drive. ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're wrapping up today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Coming up tomorrow on the program, we're going to dive deep into the basketball tournament. We're going to get the bracket tomorrow. We're going to find out where Heard That will start this journey for a million dollars. The Marshall University alumni team with John Elmore, Ott Elmore, C.J. Burks, Ryan Taylor. Wow. I mean, here in a couple of years, you know, we can add a Jansen Williams to that mix. I mean, Jared West, we could add him to that mix, yeah? Uh, Iron Bennett, we could add him to that mix. Um, Maybe eventually uh, we're going to get a Shaq Johnson. We're going to get Shaq in there. I I want him in there eventually. Y'all don't know this, but um, I tell Shaq all the time that I'm better than him as a basketball player. Shaq, let me tell you right now, uh, by far one of the best interns that we have ever had uh, on this program or any any program that I have ever been with, one of the very best. By the time it was all said and done, uh, he was able to proficiently run this program without any problem whatsoever. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna compare him to all the interns we've ever had, but if we were comparing him just to all the athletes we've ever had, uh, Shaq Johnson's the best. Yeah, better than Elmore, better than Jansen better than CJ I know I'm just calling these guys out now I'm just calling them out now but uh, no um hey any team. Dago Pena you know we had like an alumni team with Shaq Johnson Dago Pena get him involved I'd put them up against like, some of these other alumni teams so we'll get the bracket tomorrow from the basketball tournament. Looking forward to that. Uh, we might even have someone from the basketball tournament on the program. Stay tuned for that. Follow us on our social media channels. You can follow the radio station at ESPN 94. That's right, ESPN 94. one. Also on Facebook, you can find us there on Twitter. You can find me at Paul Swan. You can find, of course, the show, The Drive with Paul Swan on Facebook as well. And don't forget... The podcast, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. That's gonna do it for this edition. It's the Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM930. Back tomorrow.